started from the border, now we here. It started from the border, man, my whole family's fucking here. Started from the border, now we here. Now we're here, homie. Started from the border, man, Coyote brought me here. Started from the border, now we here. Now we here, puto. Started from the border, man, my whole family's here. Started from the border, now we here. I ain't here, puto. Started from the border, man, my whole family's fucking here. I represent the raza from the jump. We're riding 12 deep with a puto in the trunk Homie trying to make this feria on our own Sell elotes all day and we're mowing hella lawns And these gringos calling me a way back But they need used tires so they hit me up for that Homie I like black beans in my bowl Now I got a job with my cousin Soul Show Hello is anybody here? Sabrina, what can I do for you? Um, well what's good to eat? Well there's a secret menu with an extra large chorizo burrito If you want to come in the back uh, I'll show you um, no thank you. Anything else? Check this out, Haina. Let's say uh, we grab a couple tacos and then uh, go back to my mom's house. I mean, she's there right now, but I got a lock on my door, so it's kind of private. Um, I'll pass on that too. Hey man, yeah. hey, can I order a taco or something, bro? Shut the fuck up, homie, we're closed. Fucking go to Taco Bell or something. From sunny Seattle, neighborhood South Lake Union, Studio 212, part of the Soundcasting Network. This is going to be 109th episode of Grill. How long is this Mr. Um, I'm temping. I'm looking at about like eight. Sure, your, your smoker's too high. Does that say 600? <laughs> that was a rough night. Get the water. Get the water. <laughs> I am one of the hosts of this podcast about the restaurant industry and food and food culture and basically the team report of uh, <laughs> snitching, snitching on fools. I'm Bobby Stills. Across from me, the man with the acorn head that matches his grill, fresh haircut, hairline pushed way back. Why? Way Why? back in left field. <laughs> Johnny's hairline. What's your name, sir? Oh, you're a douche. <laughs> Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> Johnny Tsunami, but man, now your haircut looks good. Where'd you get that at? Uh, I got it from Abom Hair Barbershop in Burien. Let's shout him out, shout him out. Couple things before we get started. Uh, we want to send a couple congratulations out to some uh, people in the restaurant industry and some friends before we start hating on some fools. Uh, we want to shout out Jordan Melnikoff, guest on the show, friend of mine, friend of uh, the podcast. Uh, he just opened up LaCoin uh, out in Fremont. Johnny, got that address? Yes, sir. It's 4201 Fremont Avenue North. So uh, go check him out in the old restaurant Rue location. Uh, and if you're really old, the old buckaroo. <laughs> what the hell's the buckaroo? It used to be a biker bar before it was Rue. Gay biker bar? No, just a regular I bar. wouldn't know about it then. <laughs> also, uh, Linda Dershang, the god of, uh, I don't know, average food? Don't, what? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. She's always coming through some good stuff. She's the homie. She purchased Queen, Queen City Grill. Yeah. Uh, what happened? Do you know anything about that? No, I remember that. I mean, I've heard rumors. I remember that uh, Sir Keith. Uh, oh, not in studio today. Yeah, right. Sir Queefness. Typical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I heard him talking a while back, and he said that Cannonetta had bought Queen City Grill, and they were going to open it up. And they did. And they did. Oh, and now they sold it to Linda Dershing. That's right. Oh. Um, the rumors that I heard... 
don't quote me and I don't want to accuse anybody of anything. Uh, rumor has it or um, so one of the employees there, let's say it's a it's a head employee of the back of the house uh, was swindling. Oh, oh, calm, Jesus. Calm down. <laughs> uh, funds away from the recently opened Queen City Grill. I read that. And but you read that somewhere. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where though. And by the time they had realized that it was happening, it was too late. So they had to find a buyer. Uh, because they also, that company, uh, restaurant group, is also pumping money into opening other restaurants up. So Do they have one in Bellevue? No, no, no. They're opening up a new uh, restaurant in the market, and they've got some other endeavors. It's typical here, at least in Seattle. I don't know about some other cities, but once you just don't keep opening up restaurant groups, uh, which reminds me, uh, we got to congratulate Angela Stoll. Uh, she is now the director for Fair Start. Yeah. So she has stepped oh, down as the CEO of Ethan Stoll Restaurants, yep. and she is uh, going to be heading up Fair Start, which we you know, promoted the program, had Danielle on from there. Do you think that's why he might have been downsizing on his restaurants, too? Uh, possibly. I mean, it's a possible thing. And also, it, you, you grow too big. It yeah. becomes too much. They have children. And also, you know, Josh Henderson stepped down. So we'll be talking a little bit about that later. But he once said he wants to spend more time with his kids. I mean, yeah, that's the ultimate goal. But at the same time, like... But when you start these large restaurant groups... You, yeah, you got to know what's going to happen. I mean, you chose to... And if Do you it. don't have the right person in place, see, he had her, his wife as CEO, which is great. Um, maybe when you go home, you, you stop talking about business. But once you leave the house and you get there, it's all about the business. So it really does encompass your life. But she stepped away. He's downsized a little bit. Um, Linda Dershank, she just keeps growing. And I don't, does she even have, I mean, it's a restaurant group, right? Remember that employee handbook we had by her? Yeah, I mean, she owns quite a few, but she, I mean, she is that bar scene. You know what I'm saying? She's, she's doing, we got out. I'm going to get her on the show. I will call and start scheduling it. She's a very interesting character. Uh, not a lot of people. She's not out that much. She's not no, in she's the very, scene as much. No, she's very She's always secretive. in New York and stuff. And But she's one of the OGs. Yeah, she knows everybody too. Yeah. So that's a good connect to have. OG. All right. Uh, so what are we starting the show off with, Johnny? Um, I wanted to start the show off with... Oh, yeah. That's a good little story. Yeah. Just a quick little uh, excerpt that I saw on Food & Wine today. This article came out July 16th. So that'd be, what, yesterday? Um, and it's about people who use the Snap Wireless equipment program. Snap Wireless is a program that people use with food stamps. And it's kind of like a wireless car so that they can take it to certain places and use kind of use it like Apple Pay. Um, there's a certain company that um, processes all of these transactions called Novodia, and they process almost 40% of the transactions that are happening at a certain at certain farmers markets, which is now an issue because they are deciding that the profit margin is too low from the farmers markets and that they're not going to continue to process those payments. So now people who use that SNAP program and would go to farmers markets to get fresh local produce, um, organically grown, you know, things that are that people should be able to get are not going to be able to get it because they don't necessarily have the money to spend on it. Well, that's not necessarily true. What you're talking about is, so let's say you're a farmer and you have a stall at a farmer's market. 
and this is the program that you use to receive SNAP, mm -hmm. which is the food stamp card. A lot of places are going away from your traditional swipe credit card. Yeah, but this is one of the only companies that does this. Yeah, but that does not mean that the farmers markets are not going to accept SNAP anymore. So, yeah, that's so true. if you have a square and you have a processor. Now, the, apparently this is a processing company that processes stamp cards. So it's just like if you go to a farmer's market and it says, we don't take Discover card. They may not necessarily take SNAP anymore because that's the processor they were using. Yeah. So I would encourage anybody out there that's in the farmer's market to make sure you find somebody. This was a wireless one like Apple Pay. Yeah. So you just hold it up to like a Verifone or whatever mm -hmm. and you don't have to pull your card out. Uh, I don't necessarily know how many... Uh, farmers markets or about 350. Jesus Christ. And then, and then at the end of the article, it talks about how without this processing equipment that most of the farmers are choosing not to accept that's, that's SNAP right. benefits. That's right. Until they can figure out what they, what they can use, what they can use. So, it's very limited. Yeah. If it's not making you a whole lot of money, money, not a lot of companies want to get into processing. Um, and there's another reason for that scammers, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it, it's amazing how here in Seattle, <laughs> I, I, I want to call them friends and they are friends of mine, but, but I have some friends in town who, uh, every first of the month, man, uh, they got some, uh, shady people lining up to, uh, sell them their, uh, food benefits and my friends straight up buy, you know, the sometimes 25 cents on the dollar for mm -hmm. their, for their food benefits. Um, that's taking, um, advantage of the system, but the system's also taking advantage of the other people. I'm yeah. sure the processing fees for those snap were super high. And so even though the food purveyors or the farmers from the farmer's market, they want to have uh, locally sourced, affordable, uh, nutritious food available to low income families it still probably was costing them a lot of money. No, it will. And unfortunately, like by the time the um, vendors find another source to process these situations. Children are going to starve. <laughs> <laughs> They'll all be dead. The no, the farmer's markets will be closed. So, I mean, like, I guess it's uh, a silver lining. Like maybe next year there'll be something in place crossed. for right now as of July 14th. So, you know, two, three days ago, they're no longer accepting snaps. So that's that's the rest of the summer. That's, that's not, it's not lit. They, we haven't even gotten into tomatoes yet. <laughs> like <laughs> the tomatoes, dog. Bro. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's pretty sad to hear. I feel like we uh, being in the, doing this podcast, we should do more. I know we both don't have a lot of time, but I feel like we should be out there pushing for this, Johnny. All right. You well, know? you know, <laughs> mark our words. <laughs> mark We're our gonna words. start doing something. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a lot. It's easy for us to talk about food. Anybody can do this, Johnny. But no, to make a real impact. In this culture, you know, yeah, just, like, just like, well, once just we like Cardi B's new baby, we culture. need to create the culture. We, we move the culture. We See, my thing is this. Once we get some sponsors, <laughs> we also should be out there trying to get sponsors. Actually, Producer. Keith, <laughs> where are you at? Oh my God. You know, and then we can make some money and then we can actually use some money to, to help some people. But I think that we make an impact in the kitchen because this is kind of like an outlet for people when they're just like, yeah, you know, they feel like they're talking with us. Yeah. And I want to shout out all those people that are out there listening to this in that kitchen culture that right. are, uh, you know, pumping out the prep right now. Shout you. Come on. You know, give give the man next to you a smack on the butt right now. Right. I and could, say, I thought we were all Dominican. <laughs> <laughs>
we will. Uh, yeah, we're gonna. Ch- Keith's trying to get us to do some live kind of cooking battle type thing. I think we should make it more fun with some prizes and stuff. Let's like talk that. to Shoda. He loves to cook battle. Yeah, maybe I'll give away some fucking VIP tickets to fucking Diamond Club seats to Ooh. Mariners. Make that happen. So anyway, yeah. So try to. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to. Yeah, we'll we'll look into how accepting snap at farmers markets but we want to get on some uh more tragic news uh ice ice baby it's cold it's cold give really me the cold give me the beat Hase muy frio. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so rumors were swirling around uh the emerald city here in seattle that uh the ice agents were rounding people up creeping Illegal. in a sanctuary Illegal. city yes, that's right but the rumors were false they were not um, they're always down at the ferries. Um, yeah. They're always by the trains. People had said they were on the Link Light Rail Station. They were checking people at Link Light Rail Station. Not true. Those uh, were unconfirmed reports, and nobody can confirm them. But what we can confirm uh, is that they uh, ice plainclothes ice agents had detained a restaurant worker at the Columbia City Ale House, which is about uh, by your hood, right? Yeah, I know exactly where that is. I've drank there many times, and it's pretty unfortunate. So uh, shout out to our homie Miguel Martinez. He was working a double shift at the Columbia City Ale House on Tuesday. Uh, he went out for one of his breaks, and uh, some homies, some, some white boys just came. I don't know if they're white. <laughs> I most definitely sure. <laughs> some, some, some homies came up and uh, tapped on his window, and he you know looked up. I don't know what he was doing in his car. I don't know if he looks suspect, but they had definitely been watching him and trailing him for a while. And they forced him out of the car and they detained him. They took him to uh, the Tukwila Detention Center. Mind you, he had his two kids at home. His two kids are visiting from Florida. So they are left without their father. Their mother is in Florida still. Um, He nobody was called. It took an hour for mm-hmm. them to find somebody. And the only way that they were contacted was uh, they had called his brother who were watching the children at home and uh, his brother had called his work. So he had already been taken away. He did not get to talk to his children. Uh, by the time uh, the manager of the company uh, was able to contact him, he'd already been transferred to Tacoma. Tactown? So, so they took him to Tuckwilla, processed them, boom. And that's how they make it hard. I yeah. mean, so if Johnny was detained or a lady friend, a particular special lady friend of mine was detained, uh, I'd be right there. Boom, I'm in Tuckwilla. Well, the issue but by the time you get there, he's not here anymore. Well, and that's another issue because that's another county. So it's going to be in another system. So if you're even trying to call around, you're going to be switchy swashy and they like transfer you a bunch. Of, I had my car towed the other day and just called 911 just to like, you know, see if it was in a tow lot somewhere because Lincoln said he didn't have it. Why you call it non-emergency, bro? I did. And they said, call 911 and report it. And I was like, okay. Did you think it was stolen? Well, no, they were like, if you don't know where it is and the tow company doesn't know where it is, says it's not there, then you need to call 911, report it stolen. And before they actually issue an officer, they will search their system, which is a broader system, and see if it's in any private lots as well. Okay. They found it in Lincoln Towing. And then Lincoln was like, oh, sorry. Where the hell was you parked at? I partially parked in somebody's drive narrow ass driveway i thought it was a business and i thought the driveway wasn't like i had my toe yeah so but anyway it took me almost 45 minutes because they transferred me over and over and over again 
Oh, my God. Uh, Mr. Martinez, he's actually worked. He's been in the States legally for five years. At least, they yeah. say. Uh, it, it gets sketchy, and we're going to get into this for a minute. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of this bullshit going on um, on this episode. But um, he has his green card, so he's allowed to work here. They think that maybe some years ago when they sent him some paperwork about his green card, he had made an error on, maybe lied, we don't know, but he had made an error on filling out the paperwork, which raised a red flag. Now, I mean, obviously he was here illegally at some point. Well, he, yes, he was. He recently uh, bought a new car, and so he filled out paperwork, and so that, na- that went into the national system mm-hmm. of when he registered his car. Now, they, he's been here, he's been deported uh, eight times. <laughs> Uh, before he had actually got, uh, was able to work here legally. Mm-hmm. So he's got a couple different uh, misdemeanor charges, nothing really that bad. In 2005, you know, it was his final order of uh, removal from the city. And he just kept coming back and coming back across the border uh, to work here. So he's been deported from Arizona. He's been deported from California, but never from up here. Yeah, this is so he's waiting to um, he's waiting to be uh, have his ninth removal to Mexico. I don't know, man. It just goes to show if it it can happen. Any, it's not just the border countries. I mean, I guess we are a border country from Canada. Well, I think that's the thing that's happening is like since they know that they there are sanctuary cities, is that people are kind of trying to flood those cities or you know. Well, Seattle limits its as a sanctuary city. We limit our cooperation with the federal government and immigration officers, yeah. but they still have carte blanche to come here and do whatever the fuck oh, they yeah. want. We can't stop them. And it is what from it is. busting in somebody's door. It just sucks that somebody's past can creep up on you. Like you, you just got to realize that, like you know, it's never over. <laughs> the, now, coincidentally enough, this is the second employee at the Columbia City Ale House to be uh, deported. Detained and deported about two years ago. Um, somebody else they said was totally legal and had their green card and workers permit uh, was deported back to Oaxaca, Mexico. So, what's wrong with this is that the ICE can find any reason to ship you back and separate you from your family. Um, they can send you for unpaid parking tickets. If you don't show up to a court hearing, you are not in coordination with your green card. Well, yeah, and if you have any misdemeanors, you, you've been processed then. Yeah. So you're in the system. So they can also pick you up on anything that they find there, too, and that can be tagged on as a, you know, as a, what, demerit against you? And then you can... I guess, so... I don't know. They, they said that everybody at the pub is is jumping in to help Martinez's children to reconnect them with their mother in Florida. Um, he's going to be deported. I don't know. They're waiting on what to see what the judge says, but there's nothing anybody can do. It's a federal judge. It's not a state judge. Mm. Um, I don't even know if I guess he's got to be seen in what Olympia, maybe. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Uh but what I did hear when this did happen, which a lot of you, if you're in the restaurant industry here in uh, Washington, even if you're not, I mean, sure, it's worse in Arizona and Florida and Texas and stuff like that. But as soon as this happened, we were already down the pipeline. People weren't showing up to work. People were calling in. People were hiding out. They were hiding their children. You know, they were really, 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 really worried. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you some tips on what to do if you actually uh, encounter ice. 
place, even if you are not an immigrant and you are a food worker. So the first thing you're going to want to do is you're going to want to call uh, the hot, a hotline to report any activity. Um, it's going to be one 844 724-3737. Uh, there's volunteers that's going to be working there to confirm your reports and let you know they'll be able to track the ICE agents around town and tell you what you can do. That's the first thing you want to do. Second thing you want to do, you want to start video documenting your encounter with the ICE agents. Um, you can do a Facebook Live, you can do an Instagram video. Um, third, uh, approach the activity by expressing that it's your right to record and inform them that they are being recorded. Number four, you want to ask what agency they're from. Uh, next, you want to ask who they're looking for specifically. Uh, next, you want to ask them if they have a warrant to be on the property. Ask them to show you the warrant. Ask them for their names and their badges. If they don't have the warrant, you can ask them to leave your property. You can ask them to leave your neighborhood. You can ask them to leave your business. Okay. Um, if they have a warrant, they can do whatever they want to. It's a legally signed document, and you but you are legally allowed to record what they were doing. You have your right to privacy, so ICE cannot not allowed to take your camera. You're allowed to record in any public place you want. If you do take pictures and activity, you can email it to um, info at waisn.org. Uh, put the location, the date, and time, and maybe they can, whoever is being arrested or detained by ICE, um, they can use that in their court proceedings. So, all my brothers and sisters out there uh, in the kitchen world, or just immigrants in general, uh, who are just trying to feed their family, uh, we support you, and uh, we wish you guys could work here legally and they wouldn't fuck with you so much. I'm totally down with criminals being shipped out of the United States um, if you're, you know, doing a lot of stuff, but most people, most immigrants that I work with are some of the hardest working, uh, noblest, happiest, friendliest uh, people that I've ever met my entire life. Shout you out and uh, stay the path. Hopefully, fucking America is, I don't know what's going on. It's crazy. I don't even want to get into those whole Trump shit going on. Nope. All right. So uh, next uh, on Grill, how long steak, mister? Uh, slicing. Slicing. Slicing the Plating. Shit. Yeah, doing the thing. <sighs> Johnny, yeah, who are you shitting on? We mentioned this person at the top of the podcast. <sighs> I don't know if I want this shit person. On them. This person stepped down. I totally wish we would have interviewed this twice now. Twice now, I was supposed to, we were supposed to interview this person. Well, I was supposed to interview him once. He was supposed to come up here once. It didn't happen, and then the bombshell happened. I had mentioned earlier that Josh Henderson had stepped down from his position as what was his position. Of the he was the he was the head of the Huxley Walls Collective. Wasn't he like the owner, like creator? owner, operator, creator, executive chef of Huxley Walls Collective, which was comp composed of fuck how many restaurants? 10, 12? 10, 12 restaurants. I nine. mean, he started with Skillet. Yeah, started with Skillet. Started out of a truck. Yeah, turned it into two brick and mortar spaces. Now has three trucks and uh, how many loca three locations of Skillet? Yeah, but he doesn't own it anymore. He sold it. Sold it. Yeah, he's now it. recently. He, no, he sold it a while ago. Okay, and then he's moved on to what Scout at the Thompson Hotel, Scout Nest, Great State Burger, uh, Westward, another one. Don't you have a, the list of stuff like that? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Westward. He's also in a bunch. He also opened up a bunch of projects that later closed down, like shortly after opening. <sighs> Doing too much. Um, <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's a wishy-washy situation. All right, Johnny, get into it. 
All right. So Josh Henderson, he's a local celebrity chef. I feel like such a bitch, like gossiping. I'm not. I mean, this is on. The, this is the I, slog. I so, know. I mean, unfortunately, this is out in the public enough and it's out in Seattle public and that shit travels quickly. Also, yeah. And then also, this is a warning to other workers, restaurant workers around the world that you can fucking you can take down. You can take down your fucking owner, your Boss, even the head of a restaurant group. Batali, it happened to Batali. And it's a new age. You stand up for yourself. Social like, media, man. Social media. I mean, social People media. Stick just, together. Yeah. Just like, I mean, you shouldn't feel like you're working for somebody because you're, that your life is in jeopardy because you're working for somebody. You know, you'd be like, oh, I'm going to lose my job if I blah, 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 say this or that. And it's like, you know what? Well, you can find something else that's better for you. Unfortunately enough, you know, you don't need to stay in that situation. Anyway, a few days ago or a week ago, Josh Henderson sold a bunch of his restaurants to Renee Erickson. Uh, those restaurants included Great State Burger, St. Helens Cafe, um, Westward, which is a really, really productive restaurant. Doing good, doing yeah, real good. They do really Shout good. out that whole crew. Um, and a number of other restaurants that they didn't list off, but uh, he sold them to, to Renee Erickson, and she now owns them. She is, what, uh, Sea Creatures, so she does Bateau. She does. <laughs> Walrus and the Carpenter, Whale Winds, um, General Porpoise. What other what other places? Did, she had her hand in uh, Boat Street Cafe when it started. I never put two and two together that sea creatures and then all her restaurants. All right, about sea creatures. I just did that. See, is Sea Wolf Bakery a part of her thing? Mind too? blown. Anyways, so he sold to her, and then here's the kicker. What, two days later? A day later? I believe a day later. One day. The next morning. The next morning, an article comes out about Josh Henderson settling for $1 million on a um, defrauded time and money. Accusations? <laughs> it's not accusations because the, the court the court found, found a, the case against him. Oh, the court did? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was because his employees filed against him, because that's what I heard. But the judgment was awarded against him. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, basically what people were saying is that he started a 20% auto gratuity on his restaurants and that he stated that the 100% of that auto gratuity went to his employees. Um, his employees later stated that that money did not all go to it and about 50% was allocated to employees to give them their minimum wage and whatnot. The issue with that is that it wasn't stated on the menu where that money was going. He is stating that the money went to pay for benefits and um, insurance and all those things. And here's where I'm going to come in and be like, well, that's not the responsibility of the guests, you know, um, somebody that we know. It's and, against the law. Yeah, it's against the law. And somebody we know and work with says overall the guest does pay for those benefits. And I'm like, yes, that's entirely true because they are funding the restaurant. But at the same time, when you're taking that direct money from a guest and then putting it directly into something that you're not specifying, one, it's against the law, and two, it's lying, and three, you're you're pulling money out that should be going to the employee and which is why they all accepted the 20% auto gratuity. Because in order to do a 20% auto gratuity, especially if you're opening a restaurant with a 20% auto gratuity, everybody really needs to agree. Otherwise, they won't work there and you have no employees. Yeah, that's true. You need to know where your money's going. I'm pretty strict on my tips. Like, uh, if you agree to something, 
and one half of the, the agreement is not met um, and it involves money, it's theft. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically he was lying to the public and he was lying to his employees. Um, that, I'm not saying, so he came out with two things. The, the crazy thing is that he stepped down and he put a big statement out one day before this judgment uh, that was awarded against him and his company came out. He literally goes on to say that he's, you know, he's stepping down to take more of his kids. He's going to spend half his time on Lopez Island with his boys. The other time he's going to, he's going to keep on doing like private ventures. Yeah. He's going to continue work. He's going to continue working for the Huxley Wallace collective. Um, but he's just stepping down as, as running it. Um, they're also, they're keeping, they're solely keeping quality athletics, Kiki Ramen, Poulet Galore. Um, and they have other projects coming up, but I think it's just one of those things where he says this has nothing to do with this judgment warning against him. And he swear, he said he swears on a Bible that he did not do this on purpose. The money is actually going towards, you know, benefits for everybody and stuff like that. I don't know. I might reach out to him and see if he wants to come on here and defend himself. Maybe I'll have Keith do it. That way he sounds more professional. Mm-hmm. But I've I've been in contact with him for, you know, over the past year, just chatting with him back and forth. I mean, it is what it is. And I'm not going to, to shit on anybody and make them seem like a terrible person because this is the restaurant industry and things like this do happen. It's I don't just, know him personally. I don't know know him personally either, but it's just unfortunate that this is happening happening because everything that's transpiring is really shady. The only thing I don't know him, so I and I try to treat people, you know, the way they treat me, and he's been nothing but polite to me yeah. over uh, email and text. But I've heard things, and some people, yeah, I have reposted things, and they clap, hooray, you know, it's about time. Uh, we had a guest in here uh, who did not want to speak about their time working with him, um, which was big on their part because we tried to get him to spill uh, spill the tea, but he would not. <laughs> so uh, we don't want to throw anybody under the bus. I've reached out to a couple people and personally asked them about working for him. And uh, some people had good things to say. Some people had uh, not so nice things to say. Yeah. I mean, he hires good individuals. They all like the companies. Yeah. They like the food. They like the people they work with. It's just... That's like somebody It's like looking is like, oh, I love working in the military, but fuck the president. Yeah. You know, so I don't want to accuse him of anything without having him come here to defend himself. No, and we're not accusing him of anything. We're just reading the facts that are. I just know that the judge uh, had said you got to pay these people their money. I know people are getting uh, as little as a thousand, as much as thirteen hundred. Does it say not thirteen hundred, thirteen thousand? Yeah. Does it say how many people? Uh, I want to say, hold on, let me look up the facts real quick. 600 employees. Sorry. <clears throat> so it's going to be about 600 employees that are beginning this payout. And some will get as little as 1000 and some will get as much as 13000 which is a lot of money. And, you know, a lot of it is also because they weren't being, they say they weren't being allocated rest breaks and meal times. Um, <laughs> I laughed at that one, though. None of us get no fucking breaks. No, I mean, I mean, you're you're allowed a break, and you can take one if you. You're want also one. To, if you work over eight hours, you're supposed to be allotted what a half an hour, an hour. What's the law? Yeah, half an hour of of, of lunch. to eat. We don't get that. 
No, you don't get that. But I think what the issue was. Imagine missing somebody on the line for a half an hour. Well, the thing that I heard, <laughs> the thing that I heard Shit. was that it had nothing to do with people actually working. They people were working. They just weren't being paid to work because of a, because of an internship situation, which is also not allowed in Washington. Um, Lumi Island just got hit with that. Wilson. <clears throat> You know, if you if somebody's not working for pay, they get breaks. And, you know, if somebody's working for no pay, they need to only be working for no pay for a certain amount of time. It can't be indefinite. This is just a crazy story. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to have him on the show to talk about this and defend himself. Um, you know, maybe he is the person that gets stuck with to put the blame on him, but maybe it wasn't him. No. You know, maybe he was just, he can't f- watch every restaurant. You know, maybe he was, f- like we're saying, we don't, man, you know, in the industry, you don't get fucking breaks. I mean, yeah. it sucks, but that's just how it is. And people that bitch about not getting breaks uh, are fucking, uh But the thing is, it's like, that's how these things start. Look at how Paseo went down. When was that? Like what? Five years ago? Two it was a little bit ago, but you remember they, they had a class action lawsuit against their cooks that were saying that, like, they weren't giving us breaks. They're working us too hard. It's blah, 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 blah. They weren't paying us enough. And now they have to shut down. And then those same people <laughs> are doing, are doing it. it. <laughs> other people. Vicious cycle, Dude, sir. It's Vicious brutal. Cycle. So it's like, you got to be careful. You don't even know. Like, he might be fucking completely in the clear, you know? Yeah, he's just the, his name. His name and face is on the company, so yeah. he's the one that gets blamed. Yeah, but he's the one, you know, getting the shit. So we're gonna keep on keep you guys updated on this and on this issue and what's happening. You know, a lot of us Seattleites know about these companies and this organization, and we like to be on top of our stuff because you know you want to know where you want to drop your next resume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we 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 know. I mean, I've heard a couple things, and I don't, I don't want to put it out there without knowing. It's still too early. This just, this happened last Friday. Yeah, it's Tuesday. And this podcast will be out on Thursday. Thursday. So, uh, we will continue to dig up some more dirt information on this situation, and we'll we'll, we'll talk to some people that work at these restaurants and see how the turnover is going, uh, the transition from one owner to another, and actually one restaurant group to another. I've never really heard of that happening. So it's not like the restaurant's changing ownership. It's changing restaurant groups. I feel like that's her MO though. <laughs> Go to take it over. Just like, oh. <laughs> just start eating, you know, the ambition of some of these restaurant owners and restaurant groups is, is insane. insane I don't know dude. how you do it. I can barely work one place, let alone work Run a bunch of different places. That's how you, that's what it's making yourself a brand. Tell me, Renee Erickson. Tell me, tell me the chef in the hat, <laughs> Terry Rotaro, um, Tom Douglas, yeah, and Renee Erickson aren't like nationwide names. No, they're known all over the place. You know what I'm saying? No, as well as Ethan Stoll, you know. Big baller. Yeah. And I want to congratulate Angela Stoll once again. Yeah. That's her, super awesome. Because Fairstart is an amazing company. Yeah. She is the now, now, now the CEO of Fairstart. And I definitely want to have her in there in here because I really, really, really like that company. Nonprofit, right? Nonprofit. Nonprofit. That's right. Volunteer based. Uh, and they uh, give people uh, 
the skills, the life skills they need to work in an industry that doesn't appreciate them. So we're going to end the show with <laughs> that. I would like to uh, thank Studio 212 and the Soundcasting Network for uh, continuing to let us to record here and produce our podcast. Uh, Keith, even though he's not here today, uh, we'll get him in here pretty soon. Johnny, you know you got a bunch of shows due. Uh, do by yourself. I'm going to be gone for two weeks in San Francisco. When? Maybe I'll call in while I'll do some live stuff from maybe a restaurant. When? Uh, beginning of August. Well, I'm going to be gone in the beginning of August. Woo woo! Vacation for Grill. How long you, Mister? If you want to hit us up on social medias, our Instagram is going to be at uh, Grill. How long steak, Mister? Our Facebook is going to be Grill. How long steak, Mister? Our uh, Twitters. Um, this is a doozy. At How Long Steak Mister. Shout out Jim Jader for running our Twitters for us. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, uh, topics you'd like to hear discussed, want to be a guest, or want to talk shit, I wish you would step up in my email. It's going to be <laughs> grillhowlongsteakmister at gmail.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram, my outdoor pics have been lit. For yeah, you've been the, going outdoors. I'm go- it's summer, man. Trying to get that pastiness a little darker, huh? Yeah, trying to. I'm also trying to lose that weight. Oh, fool. you're looking good. You're looking also, good. not drinking has been really, really, really lit. helpful. It's yeah, clear mind, man. Um, you can uh, see me uh, on Instagram at Bobby Stills. Uh, if you want to hit up Johnny, he's been smoking, smoking that meat, dog. Yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying what I'm doing on the on the page, Grill Long at Grill How Long Steak Mister. Um, I'm trying to keep you guys updated on what I'm doing. It's hard. Charcoal gr- charcoal barbecuing is hard. Oh, tell them what happened. Tell them what happened. Um, <laughs> So I got a chimney, and a chimney is where you put all the charcoal in, and then you light two bricks underneath, and then it kind of makes everything go to ash, so you can heat up your grill. What well, makes it light? Lights uh, your chimney lights everything uh, uniform. Yeah, uniform. So you just have that nice heat, and you can pour it in and close your lid, and it'll it'll rise to 300 almost instantly. So I had that going. I was like 300 perfect. Threw my short ribs on. They had been sitting for a while, um, and everything was going good. And then. Uh, I threw some more in because it dropped down to two, 250, 225. That's where you made a mistake. Yeah, and so I threw some more in, and that was fine um, because I got the ribs off and smoked them, and then, like, I was going to let the the embers die. And then I go outside to, like, you know, see where the the smoker's at, and the smoker's at 600 degrees. And I'm like, what the fuck? This thing's at 600 degrees. So I'm like, I got to put these this charcoal out. It's so all like pouring water on it and like doing all this stuff. It goes out. I'm like spraying the hose on it. It's like dripping. And I'm like, all right, cool. We good. Go to bed. Wake up at 11 o'clock at night, you know, to get a glass of water. I'm like, I still smell charcoal. And I go out there and it's still at 600 degrees. Um, needless to say, I like, you know, fire hosed it down and had to clean it up today. Um, yeah, it was good night. Good night. Trials and tribulations. Right. Johnny smoking. You gotta be careful. What's your Instagram, Johnny? Uh, Johnny Toonami. Johnny Toonami. All right. Uh, Thanks for listening, you guys, and we'll see you next week. Episode 109 in the can. Cha-ching. Grill. How long steak, Mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.